When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following is a Mad Sports Company presentation. Welcome in to an all-new Sports Stove local hour. Here's what's cooking on the day, Sports Stove. We're talking EKU football, covering the offensive line in our position preview. We'll also talk a little softball, as I think we must. That's what's cooking on the day, Sports Stove local hour. McKinney looks, sets it a pocket, throws open, receiver, touchdown! Colonels, we're not done yet! Our identity is we're going to press for 40 minutes, we're going to play up-tempo, we're going to play with unbelievable passion, and then our brand is the most exciting 40 minutes in sports. Welcome in to the Sports Stove Local Hour presented by Mad Mushroom Pizza. Serving Colonel since 2016, Mad Mushroom is located right across the street from EKU's campus and is well known as the home of the original cheese sticks. But when I visit Mad Mushroom Pizza, I like to go sit down inside, have a seat. Did you know they have chairs and booths, TVs, all kinds of great stuff there. Uh, grab a nice cold soft drink, some pizza, and some cheese sticks. And even though I don't partake, they now offer adult beverages as well. Next time you're in town, make sure you stop in and tell uh, Mad Mushroom that the Sports Stove sent you. Get $5 off your $20 purchase or more. Uh, or if you order online, madmushroom.com. If you use the code SPORTS5, that's S-P-O-R-T-S and the number 5, SPORTS5. Uh, and you will as well get that $5 off any order of $20 or more. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. And we are feeding your EKU fix today as we continue our football position preview. As we look at the offensive line, we've got offensive line coach Eric Losey, as well as left tackle Peyton Collins will join the show as well. And then we're going to, once we're done with the uh, interviews and talking offensive line, we are going to dive a little bit more into the softball situation uh, as well. And we'll close our episode with that. But before we get to those things, uh, we have an exciting announcement to make. We are partnering with Mad Sports Company. This is a brand new media company based out of Richmond, Kentucky. And uh, basically for the the early stages is it'll be through podcast uh, and through YouTube. And so you can go and find Mad Sports Co. uh, on YouTube and you can watch our show live on Tuesday evenings at 8 p.m., and uh, tune in live for that. Of course, the podcast will always be available Wednesday morning, and you can listen to that wherever you get your podcast available. But Mad Sports Company, uh, like I said, a brand new company focusing on Madison County sports. And so they're actually looking for hosts for the high school sports. So Madison Central, Madison Southern, uh, Berea as well, and then also for Berea College sports. And so if you are listening here and you have a passion or a, uh, a, a tie to one of those schools and you would like to cover uh, do a show covering those school sports, make sure you reach out to Mad Sports Company. You can do so there on Twitter at, at Mad Sports Co., uh, or you can email madsportsco at gmail.com to get more information about that. And even if you'd like to add more EKU coverage, you can email about that as well. Um, of course, we're trying to do our best to cover the school, but there's plenty of other things to talk about as well or different ways to talk about it. So if you're interested, make sure you email them madsportsco at gmail.com or you can message them through Twitter at madsportsco. 
All right. And did you get the play on words there? Mad Co, Mad Sports Co, Madison County. There you go. You're, you're tying it together now. I knew, I knew you would. Uh, but we do have a great show for you today and excited. Uh, a good conversation with offensive line coach Eric uh, Losey. And uh, we talked through a lot of the players uh, and kind of the growth and the different things that go into the offensive line. And then a really fun conversation with Peyton Collins as well. Uh, first time to have both of these guys on the show. So uh, it, was, it was a fun conversation with those guys as well. Our first interview that we're going to bring you today is offensive line coach Eric Losey. And this interview is presented by IPM Pest and Termite. IPM Pest and Termite is Central Kentucky's neighborhood pest professionals. Uh, you can find more information at myipm.com. But I'm telling you, I use them at my house. I use them at our church. And uh, and you will not be disappointed. IPM Pest and Termite, they, the technicians know what they're doing. They show up when they say they're going to show up. They're reasonably priced and they guarantee their work. So you can't really do any better than that along with it being local. Obviously, us being a local podcast, sure love the support of our local businesses and we like to support them in return. So make sure you go visit myipm.com and any pests that you have, Make sure you take care of those things through IPM Pest and Termite. So at this time, if we can push the correct buttons, we are going to bring you uh, the interview with Eric Losey. And I think we're almost there. We are joined now by offensive line coach, recruiting coordinator, Eric Losey. Coach, thanks for being with us. Oh, thank you. Uh, real quick, just uh, I know this is a little bit of a correction on title. Uh, we divvied up uh, and divided up our recruiting coordinator title now to uh, Chris Franklin on defense and on offense is Caleb Cox. I am just now the offensive line coach. Just the old line coach. All right, but you're still active in recruiting. <laughs> so like yes. All right, very good. So uh, your offensive line last year ranked 13th nationally in sacks allowed, only gave up 14 all season, and part of the fourth best red zone offense uh, in the nation as well, which is a big part of the offensive line. A lot of credit going there as well. So let's start with last year. I know we're always looking ahead, but let's start with last year and uh, talk about what you're proud of from the unit last year. Well, it's just from the year-to-year -year progression. You can always see, you know, especially with all the factors that were thrown in, in uh, our first year in 2020 with COVID, and then the progression from there. You know, the kids uh, took a lot of uh, accountability and responsibility in the offseason to get better both physically and mentally and progressed. And you can see with uh, how it, how it uh, transitioned to over the field. It looked like a second-year line that was together, not with all those factors playing into it. And uh, you could just see them communicating a lot better. They were more comfortable in our system, uh, both up front and as an offense. And usually when guys know what they're doing, you're going to have a, a high succession rate. And I think, uh, like I said, from the stats that you were pointing out earlier, you can see they played like a second-year line. When do you see the biggest jump in an O-lineman, like between freshman, sophomore, sophomore, junior, first-year playing, second-year playing? Like when do you see that biggest jump? A lot of times it comes with the more experience that you get. Uh, it's it's funny with offensive line, it's usually a year-by-year thing, uh, especially at, uh, at the college level. Uh, these guys, uh, it's not like going out there where they just have to solely depend on running a 4-9. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's not like, uh, you know, they're coming out backpedal or anything like that. No, there's a lot of things, both physically, mentally, uh, you know, and have, having coached guys that have come in as freshmen, they're usually much better players by their senior year. I don't think I've ever coached one that was a better player their freshman year than they were their senior year. And uh, a lot of that's just time, patience, and uh, on both sides, not just coaching, but the uh, the individual kid, you know, especially in today's world, you know, everybody wants everything so fast uh, to happen. That's not the, the reality, you know, in offensive line play. It never has been. Uh, from the beginning of football and uh, way past whenever I'm done coaching it, it's going to be the tell of time. I mean, offensive line takes time. And I just think going back to what we were talking about before, you can see the, the yearly progression uh, from first year to second year. And hopefully we're looking at bigger and better things going into year three. Versatility is a big deal, especially at the college level. you got guys that have played almost every position on the line for you right now. Uh, and I've talked with Drew and Tucker about this, but when you're trying to teach that versatility, because, you know, 
me never playing offensive line, I've always thought, well, if you go from the right to the left side, what's the big deal? But both Drew and Tucker said, no, that's a pretty big difference. It's flipping everything around. So how do you teach that versatility? Well, they got to master their trade at one before you can start moving them around. You know, not everybody can do that. That's what you just said. And like Tuck and Drew said, obviously, when you were talking with them, uh, you know, it, it's not as simple as flipping right and left. Some guys move better at a right-handed stance than they do a left-handed stance. Um, it's kind of uh, – and it's same at tackle, same – and never had to really run into this too much with centers, uh, you know, you, uh, but – when you got a right-handed guy, even going to a left-handed guy, that can be different for the quarterback. I've had to, I've had to coach that before. Uh, so, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not as easy as you would like to believe, as I would like to believe, as any coach would like to believe. But you have to really narrow it down to the guys that can handle it by position. Usually, if you got a tackle, uh, you know, out of let's say four tackles. Uh, maybe even five, you can get two that know how to play both sides. That's pretty good. You're win you're 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 actually winning there. A guard usually they need to know how to play all three in the inside. Usually, very rarely you're going to get a guy that knows how to do all three. Okay, very good. All right. Usually they're pretty good at one. Okay, at the other, and not so good at maybe in the middle. Okay, but you do have to dual train guys, uh, and you like with the center position especially. You know, you've got to have a center that knows, you know, both guard positions. How to, you know, because sometimes, you, you know, God forbid it, but it does happen. So you can't be afraid to talk about it. An injury happens. Maybe your backup center's, you know, better than your third guard per se. Okay, so you put your backup center, but your center can go out and play that guard position if it was a guard that went down type deal. You're just going to have to always have guys on red alert you know, and give the guys enough to where they can handle and us as an offense function if you do have to uh, two platoon a guy. Yeah, and you've had to do that over the last couple of years between multiple players playing center. You've had a lot of guys on your roster are have snaps. They played snaps at EKU, several of them, even several games involved in different things like that. Uh, in spring practice, uh, well, let's start, I guess, a different way to ask this question. Um, how open is the competition right now for the offensive line? Because you're returning starting tackles um, that did pretty well for you. I mean, Peyton, we're talking to Peyton later, but uh, Peyton, All-American, uh, All-Conference, all that kind of stuff as well. Drew's been there and, and established. and played different spots in the line as well. Uh, and then you're bringing back Tucker and, you're, and uh, um, Watkins as well. So um, yeah. how open is the competition right now? Well, you, you, here's the thing. I mean, especially when you're coaching, I mean, you're never going to go into it saying that things are locked up. I don't think our guys would say anything's ever locked up. That's why you've seen the progression uh, that you've seen over the last two years. You know, it's kind of like one of those things. We always try and come in this room with a white belt mentality. Does that make sense? I mean, you don't come in here, you know, relaxed, uh, you know, because at the end of the day, if you're casual about anything, it's going to lead to casualties. And I think that's been, you know, a testament to this bunch uh, with these guys, with this group of guys, uh, even our newcomers that have come in, who've come in, done exactly what we've asked them to do and, and adopting the philosophy that we come in day in and day out of this meeting room onto the field with and that nobody ever gets comfortable. You can't you can't afford to. And that's like what you were asking, you know, earlier about, you know, uh, what happens if a guy may happen to go down. You've seen a lot of guys play snaps different places. I can't get comfortable as a coach, you know, saying, hey, these are the five. You always got to have a plan, right? Well, these guys always have to have a plan to come in day in and day out to earn their job. And I think that's uh, where you've seen uh, the most uh, maturity come out of this group is the fact that they've come in day in and day out ready to work and with that mentality. You guys bring in some guys, uh, transfers. You got in some freshmen as well, but uh, you bring in two pretty big guys that uh, have some SEC experience. Uh, Calbert, he ran with the ones, at least in the spring game, uh, coming over from Tennessee. Napier, a local kid from Nicholasville, comes in from Kentucky as well. One of the things, and again, I, I'm, I'm not a football player, just a, a, an observer, so this is all just outside perspective, but – Last year, it seemed like the pass the pass blocking was pretty solid. The run blocking may be inconsistent. And I know you guys preach consistency as a key, and some of it goes to the running backs. I know it's not all the blame goes to one one unit. Um, have you seen more consistency throughout the spring and summer so far that you're looking for for next year? Yes. I mean, you know, communication on all 
in all phases of uh, offensive line, offense, however you want to swing it, you know, that's that's your lifeline, right? Uh, I, I believe, you know, it goes – there's a testament of saying, hey, last year what happened, you know, in offseason, I think in 2020 we were get, we gave up a lot of sacks. You know, we, uh, we didn't primarily focus on just pass pro, but it was a big emphasis in offseason. Uh, let's be real, when number 18 standing on his feet, he can do a lot of damage, right? I mean, he's a, he's a heck of a player, and we've taken that, you know, stance on it too. We've got to keep him up tall, you know, uh, and uh, he's proven – he's a proven, uh, you know, ball player, not only, you know, to us as coaches, but to the offensive line as well that he – you know, that guy helps us win a lot of games, you know, whenever he's on his feet. And uh, like I said, I think this – you know, we identified that, you know, in this offseason that the times we had breakdowns maybe per se in the run game – it was more lack of communication, it had nothing to do with physicality or anything like that. Uh, and we had to be more consistent. You saw that increase in the spring. And uh, hopefully, like I said, it's continued from what I've seen, you know, this summer, uh, those guys taking extra time, communicating, not just talking. That's something that I think can get overshadowed in football. A lot of times you get guys up there and they're just talking. All right. Well, that's not really communication. That's just the start of communication. And I think once those things continue to clean up like they did, we had some good momentum coming out of the spring, uh, you know, and going into the summer. And right now when we start this next phase of going into camp, if it can continue, you're going to see some progression there in the run game as well. I like that. I coach high school basketball, so talking is not always communicating. <laughs> I like that. Um, has there been anybody that's really stood out so far, either new guys or, or returning guys that you've seen growth in the returning guys or a guy that maybe has shown you more than what you saw in the, the recruiting process with the young guy? Well, I'm going to talk about it all in a whole right here. You know, I think Billy Brown, our strength coach, does an outstanding job uh, being close to the strength and conditioning industry. You know, uh, I got a brother that's the head strength coach up at Penn State, and uh, we talk on a daily basis, and I always tell him, you know, hey, listen, Billy Brown's about as, you know, greatest strength coaches I've seen. And you can just see how these guys have physically changed going into year three right now. And, uh, you know, I, I can't sing his praises enough. Uh, he's a great communicator when it comes to uh, where these guys are at, uh, you know, at times, you know, especially when we're allowed to talk about that stuff, uh, you know, uh, but, you know, he's done such a great job. And I think the proof is just watching these guys walk out on the field physically you know, and then when they increase physically, guess what? That's going to increase as well as confidence. And I think that's been the biggest thing that I've noticed. It's just the confidence, you know, physically that these guys have come into their own with. Um, you know, individually, you got a guy like Peyton. When we got here, he was uh, 248 pounds and he's a 300 pound guy right now. And, uh, you know, we could see it pretty early with him. Uh, he wasn't afraid that, you know, we're out there on day one. I mean, we're trying to learn names. And, I mean, this kid, he's the first one to sit there and stick his face in on a bag and bloody his nose. I said, oh, that's our type of guy, you know. And they're not necessarily going to make you a, a war daddy or anything like that to say or an All-American, but you just know he had something about himself. We we talked about it. We have a great evaluation process in, uh, you know, after the season, after our seasons, meaning obviously, uh, you know, the fall and the spring. Uh, it gives the feedback to the players that they need to know okay and need to hear on what they need to improve at in Peyton's case it was a weight thing right well all I know is he came in you know he's 248 then he got up to 278 okay and then last year he hovered around about that 295 range and now he's had a solid 300 okay so in time you can see he did what we asked him to do all right and his play increased you know uh and his his production increased so um you know you just look at little things like that you know, going down, you see a guy like Tucker. You know, Tucker's got a lot of experience. Has played here for a long time. I mean, shoot, he's been here most more than you know. I think uh, both all the coaches and uh, you know a lot of the administration. You know, he's kind of like the grandpa around here. You know, but he's a great kid, great ambassador, and you physically have seen you know Tuck at a healthy spring, and uh, like I said, hopefully he carries out into the fall. And uh, you know, you got another guy like Howard. You know, all these guys that I'm talking about, I could go down. I mean, we got – you got to remember, I don't know how long the show is. We got 16 of these guys if we're going individually. 
But, you know, a guy like Howard did a great job, uh, has improved physically, I know, in the weight room, has a lot of experience, um, you know. And then, uh, you know, Drew. Drew's the guy. He, he, he has done everything. You know, Drew, Drew is um, – Drew's uh, the type of kid that, uh, you know, he's, he's just that guy that everybody can depend on. You know, both mental, mentally, he's always going to bring his A game working. And, you know, to touch on, you know, K-Ron, you know, with K-Ron's addition – uh, you know, he's an experienced veteran at the SEC level, yes. Uh, but I can tell you, that guy right there, his him as a person has really helped a lot of maturity, not only in this room, but on this team. Uh, he's a guy that gets it. He understands it. Uh, playing for Coach Wells at the University of Tennessee, uh, I think he, you know, he had a good grasp on what he was getting into when he came here. You know, it's not going to fall too far from the tree. I played for coach. I GA'd for coach. Uh, we're very similar in the way that we teach and that we, uh, you know, how we term things. So I think there was a lot of carryover that k was comfortable with, you know, when he got here. Uh, Matt Napier, again, big guy. I mean, he's enormous. I, I remember when he first came down, I was like, good gosh. You know, and I mean, this dude, he's one of the biggest human beings that I've ever seen. And I've coached at Florida State. I've coached at Southern Miss and I've coached at South Carolina. And I'm telling you, he would dwarf some of those guys there as well. I mean, and Matt's, you know, Matt's kind of, you know, people don't realize Matt's a young kid. You know, I mean, he's still got a lot of eligibility left, uh, you know, and he is. Uh, I tell you what, man, with how the, his summer, his spring going into summer and how he's improved this summer, that guy's going to. You know, he's, he's done some great things for us, uh, and he's going to keep coming. He's going to be a really good football player for us. You know, and then you got guys like, um, you know, looking at Vince Munlin has done a great job of gaining weight for us. He's had a lot of a very active role in multiple positions, especially his first year. You know, there was a time Vince even played tight end, you know, when we needed him to play tight end during the COVID year. You know, that tells you a lot about that kid. You know, he's brought here. He was a 245-pound uh, heavyweight wrestler out of high school and obviously played football as well uh, up there at the Princeton School in Cincinnati. And I'm telling you, man, this dude is uh, – he, he's he's right now hovering around 296, uh, looks incredible, you know, physically, has worked his tail off, and uh, we're just proud of what Vince brings to the table. And, uh, you know, he pushes, he pushes guys, you know, every day. And, uh, you know, you got guys like John Stone. You got uh, guys like Zach Ferris. Uh, you know, uh, shoot Tex Bailey, uh, all those guys, you know, those three, especially, you know, they're, they continue to work their tail off and prove Zach played a lot of ball for us last year. Uh, I think the move, you know, with him inside the center was a great move for him. Uh, you know, he's comfortable there. And then he's that left-hander that, uh, that, uh, I ended up coaching once and I'm like, man, usually that's a quarterback issue. You know, and then I got to sit there and now teach. I shoot. I was almost having to learn how to snap left-handed, and it is. It can be a little bit different for the cue when that ball's coming out. But Zach does a good job. He's very high intelligent kid. John's probably one of the hardest workers I've ever been around. Uh, you know, he he continues just to bring his A game every day. Tex Bailey, same same breath. I mean, you know, Tex comes in, works his tail off, and then you got guys like uh, you know O'Brien Jackson and Justin Jones, who were freshmen last year. Uh, you know, and they've continued to improve physically, uh, and they're both very sharp mentally. And then, um, I tell you, uh, you know, I knew, I know, like I said, I'm trying not to leave them all out or anybody out, but, uh, you know, there's a, there's a one, you know, that's transitioned over after his first year with us from D line to O line's name, Josiah Isram. I'm going to tell you, Josiah Isram's, uh, hands down, you know, a very gifted, uh, athlete. I mean, he is, uh, and, and I tell you, he his progression that he's made from year one to year two, uh, you know, he's going to be fun to watch this season too. I, I that's why I can say. Then we got this young uh, young buck from uh, up there, up in the up the road in Lexington, Anthony Johns. Uh, you know, Anthony's uh, he's a hard worker. He has a great solid background in uh, in strength and conditioning, and uh, you can tell uh, it means a lot to him. He's going to be a really good football player for us. I think that's a great way to define him there. Uh, what you said there at the end, he's, he's, he does count as a privilege uh, yeah. just through social media. I can, I can tell that uh, right. when he got the offer and committed. And I don't want to leave out, you know, uh, Corey Diaz, who's another, you know, in a sense, a local kid, you know, Corey's worked his tail off. Uh, you know, uh, we got him late last year 
and uh, he's he's improved physically, uh, mentally as well. And I think Corey needs to continue. Just he'll he'll continue to keep on coming along, and uh, he pushes good. I mean, uh, you know, you see him work down there. He comes uh, from that type of a background where he's had work his whole life. So, uh, and he's a great kid. You know, um, all these kids I'm talking about. Uh, you know, I wish I had more time to talk about them all, but they're they're unreal. I love them to death. Uh, you know, there's not too many people that I'd let my three month old son be held by, but there's not a guy in this room that I wouldn't f- feel uncomfortable w- with them holding. Uh, you guys coming into the second year in the A-Sun and the WAC challenge. Uh, there'll be a few different teams this year uh, from the WAC side of it as well. But does that add to the uh, – is that, is that a benefit, I guess, to have been in the second year now? Because some of those guys – you've played a couple of those teams before, but some of them were new new last year and, again, will be some new this year as well. But second year familiarity when you're watching tape and studying and stuff like that, I assume it's a benefit having another year under your belt with that conference. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, when you can get any type of solid foundation, you know, when I say that, you know, consistency, what we're talking about in play, it's the same thing what goes in the conference. Uh, It it starts to establish the conference uh, a little bit more, I think, year in and year out. I can I think everybody can clearly see our schedule. You know, uh, if you're looking to, you know, sit there and go play easy games, per se, I don't think you're going to come to Eastern Kentucky. You know, we're going to play we're going to play quality opponents. And I think that's, uh, you know, the tr- one of the attractive things, because at the end of the day, you know, guys want to talk about the NFL. Well, you don't go to the NFL not playing quality opponents. And you can look at our schedule plain as day and see there's a game, you know, uh, week in and week out. That's a quality opponent. And, uh, you know, that's something that, you know, that's a mentality that Coach Wells has obviously established. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's we're not we're not sitting there. We don't want things. You know, you, you're not going to come here if you want things to be easy. I mean, that's it. And then that, that kind of carries over to, you know, what we were talking about earlier, you know, with just being consistent. Uh, you're not going to sit there, you know, and take it easy and relax because then, then you're casual. That's going to lead to casualties at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, that's what I was saying earlier with that. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's just if you want to get your name out there, per se, both as a football program and as a university, you're going to play the schedule, the type of schedule that we have. A hundred percent. All right. Last thing we close the interviews with this year. We have a new sponsor this year on the show, Mad Mushroom Pizza. So we ask all of our guests, uh, your favorite pizza toppings. If you're ordering a pizza, what's got to be on it? Italian sausage and mushroom. Okay. Very simple. Uh, very, very fresh. All right. Very good. Coach Losey, uh, thank you so much for coming on with us. We're looking forward to seeing uh, your guys battling in the trenches uh, this year. It's going to be a fun, fun season for sure. So thanks for being on the show. We sure appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Mad Mushroom Pizza is now a proud sponsor of the Sports Stove Podcast. Mad Mushroom, home of the original cheese sticks. Proudly serving EKU's campus, Mad Mushroom offers Colonel's amazing pizza, cheese sticks, wings, grinders, and so much more. Next time you visit, tell them the Sports Stove sent you and you get $5 off any order over $20. Or visit online, madmushroom.com. And when you order, enter the code SPORTS5, SPORTS5, and you'll get that $5 off any order over $20. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. With over 20 years of experience, with over 20 years of experience, Matt Schaefer and the good folks at locally owned IPM Pest and Termite provides pest control service for all of Central Kentucky's pest control needs. Whether you have a current pest control problem or want to prevent infestation from ever entering your home, IPM Pest and Termite offers maintenance programs that will help keep pests out of your home and provide peace of mind. So for dependable, reliable services that you can count on, get in touch with our good friend Matt Schaefer at IPM Pest and Termite today at myipm.com. That's myipm.com. Welcome back into the Sports Stove Local Hour, presented by Mad Mushroom Pizza. Uh, great interview with Eric Losey. Sure, appreciate him coming on and chatting with us uh, here as well this week. I want to talk a little bit about that offensive line. And again, just from my observations, things can change. But here's my guess. I get pure opinion. 
No one's told me anything. So here's my guess. The offensive line starting five, I think you're going to see the tackles, I think, are set. Peyton Collins and Drew Hart. And, you know, he said, well, you know, we're never going to consider it set. It Okay. <laughs> I think those two are set. Uh, I think you're going to see K. Ron Calvert and Tucker Schroeder at the guards and Howard Watkins at center. I think that's what makes the most sense. From what Coach was saying, I think Matthew Napier is probably going to be that super sub. I think if any tackle goes down or if a guard goes down, I think you're probably going to see Matt Napier jump in. There are other guys uh, who have obviously had the attention of the coaches. So there's potential for that to, to transition over time. Center, uh, you know, if Howard goes down, then maybe Tucker slides in the center, uh, or maybe you do see um, Zach Ferris jump in as well. So that's a possibility too. I, I think the five's pretty well set. But if you look through the snaps from the last couple of years, a lot of offensive linemen have snaps. So I think, you know, you're going to see some different guys sub in and out in different things. And I don't, if you don't see that consistency this year, I think that they have enough depth to actually maybe push some guys uh, if necessary as well. So it's going to be a good unit. They did, they upgraded. There's, there's no deeper unit on this team than the offensive linemen. They have one, two, three, four, five, six more offensive linemen than they have any other position group. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so they, they're, they're pretty stacked <laughs> at offensive line. Some of them again, won't play this year, but, uh, especially when you have that many guys, but I think that they are really set up. I think they made it a point to improve that, that, uh, that unit this year. And I think they've done a very good job at it as well. Uh, Karon Calvert coming in is going to be a huge addition, uh, especially if he can stay healthy. Matt Napier, again, he's, he's a versatile guy. He, he's played pretty much everywhere. And so you can put him at the tackle or at the guard position as well. Um, I had a chance to chat with Matt a little bit uh, throughout uh, during basketball season, actually. Uh, we were able to chat for just a second. Um, but I like what he brings to this team. And, and whether or not he starts this year, you know, Coach made it pretty clear. He's got eligibility left. So I think, I think he'll for sure start next season. Uh, but I think we'll see him, see him here and there throughout this season as well. Speaking of offensive line, uh, this week we had the chance to chat with Peyton Collins, left tackle. He started uh, 20 games in the last two years at left tackle. And, uh, and as Coach Losey said, he's gained weight. He's continued to grow in his athleticism. We talk about that and more with Peyton Collins. This interview is presented by All Around Roofing. All Around Roofing is a locally owned company. Uh, if you have a home, All Around Roofing can help you. They take care of all the exterior needs of your home. So not just roofing, repairs, and replacements, but also siding, windows, gutters, soffits, uh, chimneys, uh, not, not building chimneys, but repairing chimneys and putting those uh, chimney caps on, uh, those kinds of things as well. Lots of other things All Around Roofing. They did my roof and a phenomenal job. It looks great. They cleaned up uh, incredibly well. Um, great to work with. So All Around Roofing, you can find them on Facebook to get your before and after pictures, All Around Roofing KY, or you can call them 859-489-5179. Make sure you tell them the sports stove sent you over if you end up giving them a shout. All right, let's bring you the interview with left tackle Peyton Collins. We are joined now by EKU left tackle, Peyton Collins. Peyton, we sure appreciate you coming on. How you doing tonight? Good. Uh, thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Definitely. The last two years, you started 20 games, uh, all of them at left tackle. So it mm -hmm. seems like you've kind of uh, found your niche on this team and uh, settled in pretty solid there. What kind of growth have you seen in yourself from when you showed up in 2019 uh, you got one game in, or at least played some there that last game of the season, uh, to where you are now getting ready to go into the 2022 season. Yeah, um, I think, obviously, like my you know strength and size have gotten bigger, but I think the biggest thing has just been uh, just like my football IQ. Uh, there's just so much you learn, like once you get to college football, that just helps you so much when you're out there. And I think that's the biggest thing that, has helped me the most, just continue to further my knowledge of the game and stuff like that. Now, you uh, – the website has you at 67280. Coach has already told us you're, you're 300 or in that range uh, right now. So, 
when you make that transition from from high school to college, of course, everybody's bigger, faster, stronger. But now where you are, do you think that now you've caught up to now you're the bigger, faster, stronger guy compared to what you were two years ago? Yeah, I do feel like that, um, especially because, like, I didn't play offensive line until my junior year in high school. Like, I was super skinny and stuff. Um, so when I came to EKU, I was about 255, 260 in my freshman year. So, yeah, I definitely feel a lot different going out there on the football field at 300 than 265. So, yeah. <laughs> Are you pretty comfortable with it, though? I mean, as far as, you know, people like me, I'm old, and when I gain weight, it doesn't sit well. But you're obviously an athlete, and I'm not. So uh, how does that 300 feel? It feels pretty good. Um, yeah. I mean, I can still move pretty well. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. You know, I was talking, I talked to Matt Jackson uh, before the summer and he was talking about adding some weight and, and still feeling fast and things like that. Yeah. And I just, I mean, I just sit here and think, man, I've added weight. I don't feel fast at all, but, <laughs> but it's a different, it's a different kind of weight granted yeah. uh, as well. Uh, last year you got, um, you're, you're in, uh, I guess it's super sophomore season now uh, with the COVID extra years and stuff, but yeah. last year you got uh, hero sports, freshman, all American, Phil Steele put you on a second team freshman All-American, second team A-Sun, and then the A-Sun also had you at all-conference selection as well. So I know it's a team sport, but how do these individual recognitions, how, how does that feel for you? Um, I mean, it obviously feels nice to be recognized for, you know, all your hard, hard work and stuff like that. Um, but it would be a lot nicer um, if we had some team accomplishments as well to go along with it. And that's what we're going to do this year as a team. So, yeah. Uh, you're going to possibly be next to a new guy uh, on, on the left side of the line, depending on how things shake out. Coach didn't give us any any info on, on what the, the five looks like uh, necessarily. But um, how, how important is it for the relationship that you're working with the left guard uh, to get that communication and stuff like that down? It is very important. Like, you have to have chemistry with the person you're playing next to. You guys always have to be on the same page. You guys have to be able to communicate well together. Um, so fall camp is really where you start to build that relationship on and off the field as well. So, yeah. And you're going to have a veteran. Uh, I mean, I'd be shocked if you didn't, whether it's uh, Tucker, whether it's uh, K-Ron, whether it's somebody else. you got a lot of veterans at that guard position. So have you been able to, uh, specifically out of the new guys, have you been able to kind of get any knowledge from them? Because you got two guys that have come to the team now with SEC experience, um, which, yeah. but you also have guys on the team that have, have great experience as well. But anything that you've been able to draw from those guys uh, that have come over? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Matthew Naper from Kentucky and then uh, KJ from Tennessee. Um, they're both older guys as well. I think this is KJ. This is going to be KJ's sixth year and then uh, Matt's fifth year. So, yeah, they definitely um, – give all of us guys a bunch of tips and stuff like just how to work smarter and yeah, just football knowledge in general. Um, so I'm really appreciate appreciative that uh, they're on a team this year. You guys have pretty stout defensive line and edge rushers uh, on the defensive side. So you guys get to practice against those guys. Um, Matt, I don't know. I don't remember which side Matt normally lines up on. So I'm not sure how often you go against Matt Jackson, but he's kind of lippy, uh, a little mouthy out there in practices and things like that. Um, but the guys on defense, how has that helped you in these first couple of years preparing for your opponents and again, improving, improving your game? It's helped me tremendously. Um, like we always have a great defense. We always have a great defensive line. So just going against them, you know, all practice, we're pretty much going against them a majority of the practice uh, unless we're with uh, with Coach Losey off to the side and stuff. But, I mean, yeah, it gets really competitive as well, and that's what you need in practice. You need competition, and you need guys competing for spots and competing against each other, and it makes the whole team, makes the whole team better. Uh, you guys are protecting uh, a top-tier quarterback. Uh, he Parker has proven his worth, and, again, big expectations this year on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side. But uh, as you're protecting Parker, you know, I asked Tucker about this in the spring, uh, and I've given Coach Wells a hard time about uh, Parker's athleticism. Uh, Coach Wells always kind of down talks it for some reason, but uh, Parker's got that elusiveness. He is a true athlete. Um, protecting for Parker, uh, you know, I know, he's, I know he's smart. I know he's a good quarterback. 
Um, but that athleticism builds into it. How does that affect the way that you're blocking for him? It's just honestly, it makes it easier for us because we know we just have to give him a little bit, you know, space or time and he can make a play happen in any situation. And also, um, he keeps plays alive as well. So we have, we always have to be, you know, on our guy and we can't stop until we hear the whistle because Parker's always going to make something happen. Whether it may not look like it, he's going to make something happen. I promise you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, What's that? What's an area that you feel like you personally are trying to improve on from from last season? Um, personally, I'm trying to improve on my uh, pass game right now, and just stopping mainly the bull rush and just having a better strike. Um, yeah, just not letting myself get driven back too far to Parker. Yeah. Uh, the run game, we're going to get to them in future episodes, but, uh, you guys return a couple guys, um, that have a lot of skill. You add in some new guys there as well. So when you're communicating with the running back or when they're communicating with you, because again, I've never played football. I was on a roster for, for one game as a kicker, but, um, uh, so I've never played football. And, uh, and so when you're communicating with the running backs. You have to figure out what they like, what they're looking for, or is it strictly just the scheme and, and what's going on with that? Yeah, you definitely have to know what each running back is looking for because then, you know, before the play starts, you can, okay, I know he likes this. I know he likes to get to the outside. Maybe I can try to get my guy more on the inside and stuff like that. Um, and, yeah, you just have to give them a little space and let them do their magic and find the holes. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh the second year in the ASUN, and uh, actually second year in the ASUN WAC Challenge as well, be a few different teams involved in both the ASUN and the WAC this year. But um, what what game? Do you have a game that you've circled on the calendar that you're really looking forward to? Um, for me, uh, these past two years, it's always been Central Arkansas. Yeah. Um, it's kind of just kind of like a mini rivalry now. Uh, we played them two times in the 2020 season. And we played them once last year. And so we're up 2-1 on them. So hopefully we can go up 3-1 this year. So <laughs> yeah, And you don't have to ride the bus to Arkansas. Oh, yeah. that's I don't even want to think about that. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, yeah that's, that sounds like quite the trip. Uh, need to say. But you know what? Everybody I talked to that is we've talked about games this year, Central Arkansas always gets brought up. And it has been a fun uh, rivalry. Uh, that is blossoming, I would say, and uh, and building, and excited to kind of see where it goes. Um, do you have a road trip that you do like? Is there a place that you guys have played in the last couple of years uh, that, when you travel there, it's actually kind of a neat place to go? Um, I have not been there yet, but I am excited to go to uh, Eastern Michigan. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to go up there. Yeah, I have not been there, but I am excited to go there. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're originally from Ohio, right? Yes, Columbus. Yeah, Columbus. Okay, so yeah, so uh, I, my mom's from Ohio, so I've never heard anything good about Michigan. My wife's from Michigan, uh, so there you go. That tells you a lot about my relationship. But uh, <laughs> but no, that'll be a fun game. Uh, you guys got some some great games on the schedule this year as well. Uh, Peyton, I want to close you out with this. We're asking everybody this year. We have a new sponsor, Mad Mushroom Pizza, and so we're asking everybody that we have on the show. If you're ordering a pizza, what what's your toppings? What do you have on the pizza? Um, I mean, I might get a lot of hate for this, but I'm a simple guy. I just need some pepperoni. That's it. Okay. Pepperoni. You can get extra. You can get extra pepperoni at Mad Mushroom. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing, there is nothing wrong with just a pepperoni. Yeah. Pizza. Don't yeah. let anybody tell you otherwise. Thank I was you. afraid to say something about pineapple, and I was going to. Oh, no. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's great. Peyton, uh, you've had a great two years uh, here at EKU playing so far. We're looking forward to what this year holds for the whole offensive line and you included with that. Uh, good luck this season and uh, looking forward to being there and cheering you on. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is a lot of fun. Thank yes, you. sir. Does the exterior of your home need a facelift? All Around Roofing has you covered. All Around Roofing is a locally owned company servicing Madison County and all of Central Kentucky. From roof repairs and replacements to gutters, siding, windows, soffits, chimney flashings, and more. All Around Roofing provides quality work and friendly service that will leave your house looking great. Call today, 859-489-5179 to get a free quote. That's 859-489-5179. 
We can handle your all-around exterior needs and all-around roofing. Mad Mushroom Pizza is now a proud sponsor of the Sports Stove Podcast. Mad Mushroom, home of the original cheese sticks. Proudly serving EKU's campus, Mad Mushroom offers Colonel's amazing pizza, cheese sticks, wings, grinders, and so much more. Next time you visit, tell them the Sports Stove sent you, and you get $5 off any order over $20. Or visit online, madmushroom.com. And when you order, enter the code SPORTS5, SPORTS5, and you'll get that $5 off any order over $20. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. Welcome back into the Sports Stove Local Hour presented by Mad Mushroom Pizza. It's a good time to remind you that each home game this coming EKU football season, we're going to have a live pregame show. We're calling it the tailgate show at Mad Mushroom right across the street from EKU. Uh, that'll be uh, lunchtime. So you can come in. You can get a great discount. We're going to get 10% off pizzas. Uh, not we. Mad Mushroom's going to give 10% off pizza if you come in during the show. And uh, you can be a part of the audience. Get on the show as well. We're going to have guests on. It's going to be a great time. So uh, uh, the first, I know the first one that we have will be at noon. Uh, and most of them will be at noon. Uh, they're on game days. So make sure you make plans. Come uh, be a part of the Sports Stove Local Hour live at Mad Mushroom Pizza each home football game. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and I really appreciate Mad Mushroom, by the way, coming on and being a, being a sponsor this year, along with IPM and All Around Roofing. Uh, it's it's exciting to see what's ahead with using their support. Looking forward to what's ahead for this show. Uh, we got to talk a little bit more about the EKU softball situation. It's it's something that has not gone away. It will not go away until the university makes their decision. And uh, depending on what their decision is, and it might not go away even then. The university has chosen not to speak uh, on on this situation until it's resolved. I really wish there was more communication. I, I wish that something um, could be done to show how serious they're taking it. And I don't question whether or not they're taking it seriously. Uh, as a matter of fact, I have no reason to not trust the current administration and, and assume that they're going to do what is right. And... I, you know, from everything that I've heard and read and saw, the Richmond Register has done a great job putting out information that they've gotten, and uh, so I keep up with that there. And and uh, you know, and then and even uh, WBON, they've got a, a show, and you know, they covered in the last minute or two of the show last week. They covered said something, you know, and and whatnot. They got a little deeper in this week, and I'd encourage you to go back and listen. Uh, Michael Watkins got an email from somebody, a player. I, I apologize. I forget who it was now. But from the 90s, the late 90s, and and it was an email supporting Coach Worthington. But within the email, at least the way Michael read it, it came across as some kind of breaking news, I guess, along the way as teammates in the 90s wanted her to go and talk to the administration. She said she didn't see any of that stuff, so – so she did not go and talk to the administration. But that means that there were teammates that were very frustrated about very similar stuff even back then. But then she also said that, you know, she said, I didn't see any of that. What I did see was uh, uh, coaches and players drinking together and going over to coaches' houses when it wasn't an organized team event. But then she said uh, coaches having a relation with players and I, I kind of caught my ear and I, I rewinded it and listened again. And we listened three or four times. I was like, that's, that's what he read, um, which is not good. <laughs> um, uh, you know, and maybe in the nineties, it was, it was less bad than it is now. Kind of like some of the stuff that, that coach Worthington is being accused of is, is over time becoming less acceptable or unacceptable. Uh, I don't have anything personal against Coach Worthington. I don't have uh, – she came on the show one time. Actually, it's our highest listened to episode. We had several coaches on that 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 episode. But uh, she came on. It was a fun conversation. It was a good conversation. And that's, that's kind of the extent of, of our relationship. Um, but there has been so much that has come out. Enough players have come out from enough, you know, different eras of the softball program 
that I just think it's time to move on. I don't I don't know that it has to be a brutal firing of Jane Worthington, but I think it's time for the university to part ways with her. And whether that's her retiring, her resigning, um, her getting fired, I, from everything that I've seen and read and heard, there's just too much uh, to say we're going to move on from this with her still as our coach. And, uh, you know, and again, the source that I talked to blamed it all on the assistant coach. And at the end of the day, if you're the head coach, you're responsible. So even if it's the assistant coach that has kind of caused the most problems, although she wasn't there in the 90s, um, you know, there there has to be there has to be change. And, and honestly, the best way to change for the program is with a new coach. Um, that's my opinion, of course. And and again, I don't mind that the university is taking a while to come out with a with a decision because I want to make sure they get it right. I want to make sure they hear things. Um, you know, I've been told that there have been players that have requested an interview with the university and the university has denied them. And I, and I don't know the reason behind that. Obviously, I don't uh, you have to be careful with all that information, but. I wish there was more communication. I wish there was something coming out, maybe a weekly update. Uh, not, they're not going to give us information necessarily, but just letting us know, hey, we're talking to players this week or we are uh, doing meeting with this this week and, and whatever it may be. Coach Worthington has an open invite to be on this show. Um, I don't think she will right now, and I don't know that she will uh, ever again. But um, uh, And the university, I don't think. And again, I'm just guessing again on this too. I don't know this for sure. But I'm assuming the university has said, hey, you're not we're not doing interviews or anything like that right now either. So uh, both uh, athletic director Matt Roan and uh, head softball coach Jane Worthington have invites to be on this program if they so choose to. And, and in that time, we will and uh, we'll see see how it shakes out. Right. We're, we're going to sit here and watch it together and see what happens uh, from there. A couple thank yous to give out today. Uh, again, uh, offensive line coach Eric Losey, uh, left tackle Peyton Collins. Appreciate both of them coming on and spending time uh, chatting with us today. Uh, a big thanks to uh, Rickson and the folks at EKU with helping us get everything set up. Always appreciate their kindness uh, there as well. I want to thank our sponsors, IPM Pest and Termite, uh, All Around Roofing, and Mad Mushroom Pizza. Thank you for your support and being a part of the show. And then a big shout out to um, Mad Sports Company and excited again about what's ahead. Just starting up official launches September, technically. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and be airing our show on YouTube, the Mad Sports Company YouTube page. Uh, you can look it up at Mad Sports Co. Uh, and then also on Twitter at Mad Sports Co. Of course, you can find us on Twitter at Sports Stove. We're also on Instagram at Sports Stove as well. Make sure you, if you get hungry this week, I know you will, order some Mad Mushroom Pizza. If you order online at madmushroom.com, use the code SPORTS5. You'll get $5 off your order of $20. If you call it in or go in in person, just mention the Sports Stove Podcast and you'll get $5 off your order of $20 or more. All right. I think we've covered everything today. Great show again today. Uh, we'll continue moving forward next week. Uh, I'm not sure which position group we're going to. We might jump to the defensive side. I know we still have running backs to cover on the offensive side. So we'll either hit running backs or we're going to jump over to the defensive side. But we'll get one of those groups next week, depending on how schedule works out, who we can get, get the interview set up with and all that kind of good stuff as well. But thank you so much for tuning in to today's Sports Stove Local Hour. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove. McKinney looks, sets in the pocket, throws open, receiver, touchdown! Colonels, we're not done yet! Our identity is we're going to press for 40 minutes, we're going to play up-tempo, we're going to play with unbelievable passion, and then our brand is the most exciting 40 minutes in sports.